It's Jess. Welcome and welcome back to the Not Carrie Bradshaw podcast where I discuss all things style, wellness, pop culture, and whatever else I feel like chatting about from week to week. I just realized I have not talked to you guys since July. So y'all missed my birthday. (laughs) The nerve. A kid, a kid. You guys know that being consistent with this podcast is an ongoing project for me. I know this is a bit of an off week, but I said, you know what, while I have the energy, I have the time, I have the motivation, I have the notes, I'm going to check in with my podcast audience. So hey, how y'all doing? So this week's episode, um, I love that I say this week's episode when this might be like the episode for the month, but I promise you guys I'm literally doing everything that I can to be consistent with creating content across several platforms. So bear with me. But anyway, this is just going to be kind of a loose, let's check in. Um, I'm going to tell you about some things that have been going on with me, some things that I've noticed on social media, um, and some things that I have been chatting about in my DMs and my iMessages or whatever. So as per usual, I want to kick this episode off with a fashion tip because I am nothing if not a student of fashion forever. I try to give fashion or style advice that can be applied to anyone based on their situations. Um, I don't like to give individualized style tips to a broad group of people because then you come off like kind of an asshole. So to keep this kind of broad, two things. If you are shopping online and you can buy several sizes at once, like if they have a generous return policy, just buy several sizes at once and when in doubt, go up one size or two sizes because a good seamstress or even just alterations person in your local laundromat can do something with too much fabric, but can't nobody do nothing with not enough fabric. You know, you can't get blood from a turnip. Number two, we talk a lot about the economics of fashion in terms of being a smart consumer and the best way to be quote unquote sustainable with fashion is just to rewear the things that you own. To be a smart shopper, don't just buy things to wear them once and toss them, blah, 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 blah. Part of that conversation is we like to talk about investment pieces. An investment for me might not be an investment for you. I own a hot pink faux fur coat. That was an investment piece for me because hot pink actually pairs well with several other colors that I wear, inclusive of hot pink. So that made sense for me. I also live in New York where it gets cold. That makes sense for me. But if you live in a place that doesn't really have all four seasons, it just might not make sense for you to own that. So when people talk to you about investment pieces, make sure that that's an investment that makes sense to you. And then let's take it a step further and let's talk about cost, the cost per wear. So that means whatever dollar amount you paid for the item, How many times are you wearing it to justify the purchase? So if you paid $100 for a pair of shoes and you've worn those shoes 10 times, 
you've justified that that cost. Y'all know I'm not a numbers bitch. I'm a words bitch. But you see what I'm saying. So I'm going to be really honest with you guys. I own a pair of shoes that I forced myself to wear to just the office and in photo shoots because I was in love with them and I bought them and they match my skin tone to a T. I can only effectively walk in these shoes on carpet. They are a dinner, like a dinner only shoe, but I keep trying to rewear them as often as possible to justify the purchase because they were fucking expensive. So when we talk about investment pieces, think about the cost per wear that you're going to, are you going to wear the piece often enough that it pays for itself with usage? So just something to consider as you're shopping or not shopping, as you're looking at the things that you own that you may not really wear like that. Can we give that away? Can we sell it? Can we rework it to make it work? Let's just be a little bit more intentional about what we own, what we need, what we want, blah, blah, blah. And fuck it, have fun with it, but also just something to think about. Okay, stay tuned. All right, guys, so a lot has happened since last we talked. One of the biggest events to ever take place was the huge fight that took place between the racists and the black people who were trying to mind their business in Alabama. It was iconic. We talked it to death. We black twittered it to death. It was really fun. And then, of course, white people got a hold of it and the fun died. I did not want to be the person to bring this up because it was such this like celebratory moment for us as black people where we constantly have to suffer the indignities of racism. And a lot of times when things happen to us, we just have to eat it. There's really not very much retribution for microaggressions and sometimes not even for macroaggressions like blatant, overt violence fueled by racism, whatever, right? So to actually see people get to defend themselves in the most iconic communal way, it felt really good. Um, like on a spiritual level, that shit just felt good. It was a coming together of Black people for a common cause, and it felt really good. I didn't want to be the one to say it, but I couldn't help but wonder what would have happened if it had been a Black woman and I would like to see more examples of people coming to the defense of Black women um, besides other Black women. I have had several instances or incidents in the past few months where I have been made to feel really unsafe by Black men. That makes me really sad to say. I don't want that to be true. But that is my experience. Um, just beyond street harassment, it's just like, why are you having fun bothering me, um, antagonizing me? Um, it, like just today, like I, I hate, I hate, I hate commuting in New York or anywhere for that matter. You don't stop at the top or bottom of stairs. It's like people are walking, people are trying to get places. Don't just stop. So 
I'm walking out of the subway. This man stops in front of me to speak to several other men. They are blocking the entire exit so I can't get by. And I just keep saying, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And the men see me there and they just start laughing. And they're like, oh, beep, 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 beep. And I'm just like, okay, like, are you going to move though? And I don't know if they wanted me to laugh along with them or something, but it was just like, bitch, I got places to go. So I didn't say anything. I just was like, okay. And the guy, like, was walking alongside or behind me for a good bit, just like talking shit to me. But it's like, sweetie, you were the one in the way. Like, what even? And stuff like that just annoys me. Like, I didn't feel violated or like I was going to be attacked. But that just bothers me because what the fuck is your problem? You wouldn't have done that to a white woman. And you certainly wouldn't have done that to a black man. Why are you doing this to me? Because I'm just trying to get to Bergdorf's to see if they have any shoes on sale. Plot twist. There were no shoes on sale. So it was frustrating all around. But um, the other day I was going for a run. I like to run down the opposite way of one ways because my area is quite residential. So there's a lot of people walking dogs or pushing kids in strollers or, you know, families. And even though the, the sidewalk is quite wide, it makes me, I get like very anxious trying to navigate like through people on the sidewalk. And I'm already doing everything that I can to run consistently and to build my endurance. So it's just easier for me to run in the street where I can see oncoming traffic, if that makes sense. So I'm walking, there are these three black guys walking down the sidewalk, and I'm like, oh, let me just run in the street so that they don't have to like move for me. Because I just don't believe that the world revolves around me. People shouldn't have to you know, get out of my way. I don't know what kind of day you might be having. Like if I can get out of your way, then I will. So I run in the street thinking, you know, just trying to keep my momentum going or whatever. The guys get off the sidewalk and start running towards me. Um, and it was three of them. And they were either trying to make fun of the fact that they thought that I was either scared of them or that I was getting out of their way. I still don't know what they were doing, but they were like antagonizing me. And it made me really, really angry because I'm just trying to run. I'm just trying to go for a jog. And it made me so angry that just as a woman, you can't just live your life without being harassed by people who feel entitled to your time or your energy or your attention. And just recently, um, this woman talked about the fact that she was physically attacked by a black man and uh, there were so many black men around and no one stepped in to do anything to help her. And her face was swollen, like it, like, it, it looked really, really bad. Um, and there are all these replies of, well, we got to get home to our families and ain't nobody finna intervene in a situation where they can lose their life, blah, 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 blah. I fully understand that. Um, at this point in my life, I think I've said this before, if I get into an altercation with a man, I am no longer calling my brothers, my cousins, my uncles, my whoever. I don't want any man that I know, love, and care about to put himself in a situation where I then have to explain to his family or our family why he's no longer with us. 
either he's in jail or he's dead or he's severely injured because he was trying to defend me. I try to avoid or diffuse or whatever situations as much as I can. But I find it really, really interesting that we celebrated black people across identities coming to defend a black man, rightfully so. But when it comes to a black woman being attacked by a black man, we have so many questions. There, well, well, we don't know the we don't know the circumstances. We don't know everything. Da da da. da. That that breaks my heart in such a profound way because I genuinely feel it makes me feel very alone in this world, um, knowing that we can't rely um, in general. Um, we can't rely on the people who look like us to stand up for us. And I truly do hope that this is a a minority. I truly do hope that the conversations being had on Twitter are not actual microcosms of what would happen in the real world. I truly do hope that there are more instances where we do respond as a community to blatant harm being done to each other across identities. But it does make me feel really alone as a single woman um, in knowing that men tend to not respect you navigating the world by yourself. Unless you're with a man, it's like you're free game to be harassed um, or antagonized. And that just really, really hurts my feelings. Um, it makes me fearful. And it does a lot for my rage. So <laughs> that's something that I have been dealing with um, that I'm really fed the fuck up with. On a very, very light note, I had this thought. And no, I'm not high, okay? Just hear me out. Since I last talked to you guys, I turned 36. I truly feel, and I say this knowing that I'm a Leo, but trust me, I feel like I get better and better looking every year of my life. Now, that might start to decline as I hit a certain age. I don't know. But I genuinely feel like this is the best I have ever looked or felt mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, all the things, right? I think that if I were to somehow be swindled into becoming a vampire, I would choose this age. Like I would freeze myself right now. And I think that a lot of people really glamorize your 20s or like your college years as like your best years or something? Absolutely not. Did y'all see what we was wearing back then? Business casual in the club? No. Just wearing eyeshadow with no face makeup. I ain't trying to go back to that. I don't want to look like that. Uh-uh. Didn't nobody have no kind of like unique hairstyles? We was all just out here with a wrap. A sewing. You know, I don't want to go back to that. I'm in such a good space right now. So if I were to become a vampire, I would choose this age right now. However, there's so many downsides to being a vampire. Why am I thinking about this? Because I was watching, y'all know how much I love TV, the Interview with a Vampire series on AMC. Now, let's pull over right here. AMC is having a sneaky link with HBO Max. So for some reason right now, there's a bunch of AMC shows on HBO Max. Really great time to check those out. 
at least as I'm recording this episode. Go check that out. But watch an interview with the vampire. Um, they made one of the vampires black. Um, he's played by the guy who plays Grey Worm on Game of Thrones. We love to see it. And it's all these different impl implications of him not only being black, but also being gay or is he bisexual? Gay. And there's all these metaphors for like him being so different and them seeing him as this demonic being, but you get the feeling they're not just talking about the fact that he's obviously not of this world. You also get the feeling that they're talking about the fact that he's gay. So I've been thinking about vampire shit a whole, whole lot, right? And I'm sorry, but besides having to watch all the people over several lifetimes, you collect these people who you know and you love. And at some point, you have to kind of fade from their life or they're going to catch on to the fact that you're a vampire, right? And so you, you have to like kind of ghost people that you know and love like all the time, unless you're going to turn them. And my sensitive ass, okay, I would be turning people all the time. And then regretting it months later, like, damn, why would I, I don't want to be stuck with this nigga shit. I shouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be able to handle the responsibility. I'm going to tell you another downside. You can't eat or enjoy food. I, like, ugh, as much as I love to eat, I would not want to live several lifetimes. I wouldn't want to live one lifetime not knowing the joy of a good oxtail or a good pot of my mama's greens. Or a neck bone in those greens. One of my sisters calls neck bones the poor man's ox oxtails. That bitch is a poet. Shouts out to you. I love you, sis. Like, I just, you know, but if, if, you know, gun to my head, I had to become a vampire, I would choose this age right now. Right now. Never looked or felt better. I can't wait to see what my 40s are going to give. Especially with advances in cosmetic dermatology. Girl, it's going to be over for y'all. Because by then, hopefully I'll have legitimate savings. Anyway, um, let me say this real quick. So all of my friends who are listening to this, bitch, if I send you a meme, a gif, a TikTok, a tweet, do not respond, oh, I saw this. Girl, I know you saw it. Our algorithms are synced up. I know you saw it, but I want to talk about it with you. I want to laugh about it with you. Also, if you saw it first, why you ain't send it to me? Why you being weird towards me? If another bitch tells me, oh, I already saw this, I'm going to lose my shit. I don't care that you saw it. You saw it, but we didn't talk about it. Okay? So now we're going to talk about it together. Okay? So I've coined a new term moving along called a cabin in the woods moment. There are so many moments during my day where I'm like, you know what? I need to abandon society. I need to just move into a cabin in the woods. What triggered this? Being in the laundromat. There's something about having to go to a laundromat, which is very common living in New York, I am not wealthy enough yet to have laundry in the unit, right? Um, so I go to a laundromat. It's not far from my house. It's doable. I have it down to about a two-hour process in and out. 
but it always makes me feel like I have not made correct choices in my life. Seriously, when I have to do laundry, it triggers a bit of an existential crisis because it's like, bitch, if you lived in Atlanta, you would have laundry in your unit, but you would also be horribly depressed. So which one you want to do? So let me say, y'all. So when I'm in the laundromat, I become an advocate for universal health care. I mean, universal child care. I'm an advocate for both of those things, like, all the time. But even more so when I'm in the laundromat. Because I'm in the midst of an existential crisis. I'm listening to a podcast. I'm trying to stay centered. I'm listening to some vibey music. I'm trying to stay centered. And just know that, like, this is just a part of what I have to do to take care of myself living in a city that I choose to live in, that I enjoy living in. Bitch, you gotta do your laundry. You know what I'm saying? Because otherwise, you got to go through the week wearing second string clothes that you don't even really want to wear like that. All your good draws. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I never have enough draws. I start thinking about too many things. So it's already like a tense situation in my mind and body and spirit and soul. I don't want to have to do my laundry navigating around your kids. Why is your kid just sitting in the middle of the floor? And then the kid looking at me like she want to play. And I'm like, oh, my God, sweetheart, where's your mama? Like, I, what am I supposed to do? I'm just trying to find a, a open, small washer for my whites, right? But someone's toddler is sitting in literally the middle of the floor watching, oh, no, Coco Melon or something. And then just literally start screaming. So now this is my responsibility. I don't know what to do with a screaming child. That's why I don't have kids. Was well, one of the reasons I don't have kids. What am I supposed to do? And I'm just looking around like, where's this child's parent? Where's this child's parent? She going through hell herself. Because she's washing laundry for a family of people. And she got two other kids that she's trying to manage on the other side. Sister, couldn't nobody wash these kids? Why you did this laundry? And the answer is probably no. And so that is why when I run for president and emperor of the universe, I'm advocating for universal child care. You should be able to just drop your kids somewhere off about two hours so you could do laundry. Or we need to just be able to have laundry in the unit. There has to be a better way. Okay. I'm stressed out. It just makes me feel like cabin in the woods. Cabin in the, the airport. Air travel makes me want to live in a cabin in the woods. If we are in the ass of the plane, you knew when you got this ticket that you was in the ass of the plane. If they say, hey, we have to start checking bags because all the overhead bin space has been filled by the people who could afford to pay more for tickets that gave them access to the overhead bin space, then bitch, you know you got to check that bag. Don't get up there and start, oh, but I really need it. Uh-uh. You knew before you got here that she was in the ass of the plane. It's okay to be in the ass of the plane. You're amongst friends, bitch. Okay? So let's not do this song and dance. Oh, but I need my bag. Bitch, we all need our bag. We all do. And I also love when people are like, they gonna steal my bag. Bitch, ain't nobody. Let me tell you something. My mom worked as a bag, as a baggage handler for Delta for most of my life. Don't nobody want your shit. 
don't nobody want your shit. And I also want you guys to be aware, Louis Vuitton, not the top-notch luggage that you can own. There's far more expensive luggage. You don't have that. Don't nobody want your shit. Put your shit at the bottom of the jet bridge so we can all move on with our lives and, and cruise through the air in a, a Petri dish that that laughs in the face of God because I don't understand astrophysics or whatever you call the study of airplanes, okay? Cabin in the woods. I, like, I, I can't even, okay? It, it stresses me out. I'm fed up. Do better. And don't be standing up as soon as the, the, the plane lands. We're in the ass of the plane. We can't go anywhere, darling. Nowhere. We can't go. Oh, my God, y'all. Let me tell you another thing that I'm struggling with right now. It takes everything in me not to go into a fake British accent when I meet actual British people. I was in Magnolia Bakery the other day getting cupcakes because why not? right? Why not? And it's a tourist trap. That's why not. But sometimes you just want a cupcake. You know what I'm saying? So they're known for their banana pudding. Now they need to figure out the logistics of how they do the lines in Magnolia. It is actual fucking chaos, mate. It's like there's one line to order. There's one line to pay. But if you want this one thing, go straight to the register. But it might be a line. So then order your stuff at the counter and then get to the back of the line. Nobody knows what the fuck's going on. You just go in there. You do your best. And it will always, always be a white woman in there who is from New York or lives in New York who think that she know more than you know. And she going to tell you where you need to be. That bitch is always wrong. Never listen to that bitch. Okay. She's goofy. I don't know where they get off. I don't know why they always think that they know so much more than everybody else. You don't know anything. Least of all, how to do something about that thinning hair. You got to stop bleaching that hair so often. It's doing you no favors, okay? You are a woman of means, and you're out here with thin, damaged, blonde hair. I don't respect anything you have to say because you obviously have too much money for that. You fuck off. Anyway, so I met this lovely couple, and they couldn't figure out where they were supposed to go. They're like, we're getting brownies. You know, I feel like we should get the banana pudding. And I'm like, yeah, you absolutely should. It's like what they're known for. While you're here, you might as well. We're having a lovely conversation. Y'all, in my mind, I was like, bitch, don't do it. 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 Do not go into a fake British accent. Just don't do it. It's going to be weird. It's going to be impolite. It's going to be rude. Don't do it. I made it through the conversation. They were lovely. I kind of want to go visit them, but y'all know I'm afraid of ending up in somebody's freezer. And that's just one of my life struggles, you know, figuring out what I'm going to eat throughout the day and not going into a fake British accent when I talk to British people. Also, student loan and credit card debt, but, you know, let's keep things light, okay? Um, y'all, I went to see Renaissance. I went to see Renaissance and... I, where does one begin? Where does one begin? Like, people who say that Beyonce is a witch or a warlock or whatever are not wrong because there is something about watching her live that makes you want to be a better woman or a better person, however you identify. I feel so empowered seeing her. Like, whether it's an interview or... Like the homecoming documentary, I always walk away from 
whatever content she puts out feeling really empowered. But seeing her live, I felt like I was going to sprout wings and cure cancer. That would be weird because I'm afraid of heights and I don't do math well. So neither of those things is going to happen. But like maybe I can like wake up earlier to do yoga before work. You know, start small, right? Um, it was just so phenomenal. I just have, I really want them to do a documentary on this world tour because I am so curious about the logistics of everything. How did the dancers travel? Do the dancers fly private? Do they fly coach? Do they get business class? Do they have a curfew? How are they getting Beyonce in and out of these intricate costumes in time for the next set? I owned a pair of flesh tone fishnet stockings once for a Halloween costume. Snagged them immediately. Soon as I put them on, snagged them. Did I still wear them for the rest of the night? Absolutely, because they were fucking expensive. But like, how is she doing that? Because if you rush, you're gonna snag those stockings. If you go slow, you're gonna be late for the net. Like, how is she do? How is she doing it, y'all? I also want there to be a museum exhibit of all the looks from this concert. Like, this album just means so much to me on so many levels. It makes me so happy. I still listen to it front to back, like it just dropped. It's her best body of work thus far, in my opinion, and that is saying a lot because her catalog is bonkers, including Destiny's Child, like, hello. Um, it was incredible. If you somehow get the opportunity to go see this concert, please go. It was like, honestly, I felt like it was a spiritual experience, and I'm really, I feel really honored that I got to be there, and in my hometown where we had the best mute, I don't care what nobody say. Um, my only goal as far as merch was to get a fan. I got a fan. I cannot figure out how to get my fan to work. A lovely woman sitting in front of me helped me figure out how to make my fan pop for heated. And that video went viral. So if y'all have seen me on the internet, I'm not a fucking idiot. Okay. I just thought that I had a defective fan. It was a beautiful moment between two black women, and I will not be judged for it. Anywho, Gala tried online dating. I tried it again. I lasted, I'm going to say 24 hours to be generous to myself. It was a hellscape. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. I'm never going back. Um, everybody has made travel their personality. I like to travel, bitch. Everybody likes to travel. What else? Um, I made another viral video about this and people were really not happy, but more people were in agreement that men are really not, cishet men are not socialized to be desirable. Cishet men are socialized to be providers, to be brave, to be strong, blah, 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 blah. And some of them aren't really succeeding at that, but that's not the conversation for another day. But they are not socialized to be desirable because they're socialized to believe that if you are wealthy, if you are powerful, if you have proximity to power, that that will make women choose on you. Baby, I was raised in the 90s. I am shallow, okay? I need to be attracted to the person that I'm dating. I didn't say that they have to be attractive to the world. I need to be attracted to them. And I want to be really clear that like people who are objectively beautiful, that we all kind of like collectively agree, like that's a hot dude. Um, Shamar Moore, 
Tyson Beckford, right? Nobody's going to argue with you that those are hot dudes. I think that they're very attractive, but I'm not attracted to them. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I need you to have a personality that I like, but I need to be attracted to you too. And I met Tyson Beckford. I interviewed him once. He was absolutely lovely. Like, I would love to hang out with that man again, but I was not... And not to say that he was attracted to me, like there wasn't a romantic or physical, like whatever, but you know what I mean? Like I need to be pulled in by your personality. And if you're a good person, all that stuff for sure. In addition to, I need you to be attractive. And I just didn't see, there was nary a hot dude to be seen. Um, dudes don't, they're not great at conversing. Um, these apps just keep trying to set you up to spend more money to pay for subscriptions. And I'm going to tell you, I hated this experience so much that I canceled even after paying for the subscription. I didn't even want to finish out the month. I was like, delete all my information and never speak to me again to the app. Okay. Um, I tried to, I tried Hinge and I tried Bumble. On one of them, they had these really great prompts and it was just like, um, one of them was like, what's your go-to karaoke song? Yeah. This man had so much shit in his bio about being a DJ and liking music. So I was like, oh, this will be a good prompt for this man. Y'all, why would this man respond to the question by saying, I'm usually the one playing the music? Bitch, if you don't, all right. So you just don't have no kind of personality. Okay, sure. Whatever. And I just want to talk about being single for a moment. There are moments where being single is incredibly difficult. There are moments where you realize um, you go through this certain amount of grief when your friends get partnered, get married, have babies, etc. There's a certain amount of grief at knowing that you're going to be deprioritized in their life. And if you had a partner, it would kind of like balance out, right? It's like, well, you know, I'm with my man, you with your man, whatever. But when you're like the resident single girl, you get this feeling that you're constantly being left behind. And that's not true. Um, I think that most of my friends make a lot of effort to make me um, still feel a part of their life, a part of their community, as if I matter and all of the things. Um, and it's not that I'm necessarily being left behind. It's that our paths are not the same. And that's normal and that's life. And God usually tends to send me more people um, who are more in alignment with where I am to kind of take up that space. But there is a certain amount of grief that you go through knowing that this person's partner, this person's kids matter more than you. And that's normal and that's fine, but it still hurts a little bit. Um, especially when for no real reason, you don't have that in your own life. Like you haven't met your person and through no fault of your own, it's not that you're not worthy, whatever, whatever. Cause let me be clear. There are actual unworthy people who are in relationships. Like you don't have to be a fucking star of a person to be in a relationship. Like, have you looked at some people in some relationships? No, right? Um, but through no fault of your own, you're just single, right? And I want to be clear that that is sometimes difficult. This is sometimes 
a difficult life to lead because it just sometimes feels like, do I matter the most to somebody? And when the answer is no, that can be really hard to sit with. And I just want any single people listening to this to know that I fully get that. And I'm here for you. Um, and I support you. And my friend Shaney makes really great content for single people. And sometimes this shit is hard. Um, but I do want to tell you this. You ain't got to adjust the thermostat in your house. You can literally just wake up and do whatever the fuck you want to do from one day to the next. Like, there's also a whole lot of freedom in living this life. Um, and there will probably come a time where you will miss having so much freedom and time. So take advantage of it. But I just want to be clear that sometimes being single is really difficult when you desire partnership and there's no real reason why it isn't happening for you. Um, so, bitch, I see you and I'm here for you. Um, let me tell y'all something. I can't watch competitive TV shows. Um, people always think that I'm super into Project Runway or Drag Race. I can't watch competitive things. This is also why I'm not into sports ball because I am too sensitive of a person to watch people know that they're literally doing what is their personal best and it's just not fucking enough. <gasps> Y'all, like I don't need to see that played out in TV. That is what I'm experiencing on the daily, giving y'all best and it still ain't enough for you to like earn the thing. Oh my God, I can't handle that. Like I get, and then I get such awful secondhand embarrassment y'all it's just not my vibe um I would love to get into it but I cannot handle seeing people get ripped to shreds when they literally just did their best and it simply wasn't enough like I'm not a competitive person unless it's taboo I am no longer allowed to play taboo in public I get very aggressive and violent um because I'm a words bitch and that's one thing I know I'm fucking good at. And I cannot play taboo in public around people. I, it's just, it's not good for nobody. So yeah, I can't watch competition shows. So that's why y'all never hear me say anything about those. Cause I, I can't do it. It makes me sad. Um, so I want to say that I'm still learning what it means to be me. And that comes with a lot of pleasure. And it also comes with a lot of discomfort. Um, right now, I'm grieving several things. I'm still grieving the loss of one of my brothers. Um, I'm sitting with what grief is. I think that sometimes like grief is just like so many different things. It's like a shapeshifter. Sometimes grief is pushing you. Sometimes it's pulling you. Sometimes it's forcing you to expand. Um, sometimes you find more love through grief. Sometimes you find a lot of solitude through grief. And um, right now, I feel like grief is forcing me to expand in a certain kind of way. Um, but through his loss, I've also lost um, some other relationships. And it's really fucking hard. Um, and I was listening to the podcast Adulting 
with Michelle Buteau and Jordan Carlos. I highly recommend listening to it. They are two comedians, actors, producers, all the things. Michelle Buteau um, has a couple of really good uh, comedy specials on Netflix, and she also has a show called Survival of the Thickest, which I'm really enjoying on Netflix. Um, she was saying on one of her episodes that there are skills to, there's a certain set of skills to live and there's a certain set of skills to thrive. And I think that I'm running into a fundamental issue where I don't know how to connect with people who are in survival mode anymore. Um, that's not to say that I'm better or worse than them. I just don't know how to connect with those people because they have not learned the additional set of skills required to thrive and not just exist or live. Um, and it's really the, there's a very weird kind of grief that comes from loving someone so deeply, but seeing the limitations of their love for you or their capacity to show you that it's really heartbreaking because you're losing someone who is still here. You're losing someone who is still on this plane of existence and you want to make the most of that relationship because you've lost someone that you cannot be with physically anymore. And it's like for the people that are here, it's like, let's make the most of the time that we have together and love on each other and realizing that a person cannot reciprocate the love that you give them um, to the extent that you actually feel hurt by that lack is devastating. And I'm really um, coming to terms with what, what that means for me. It's very uncomfortable, but I'm hoping that through this discomfort, I will get to the pleasurable part of things. One of my friends talks about how she really prioritizes pleasure in her life. I try to prioritize ease, um, but I want more pleasure in my life and I want um, to receive the love that I give. And I'm exhausted with feeling a gap in what I give and what I receive. And again, it's just a certain specific kind of grief that comes from seeing when someone simply does not have the capacity because um, they haven't developed those additional skills. And so that's something that I'm kind of sitting with. And part of the reason why you guys don't hear from me as often, but I'm, I promise I'm doing my best to work on that. So I have to watch the last episode of And Just Like That. The show is fucking horrible, but I'm reviewing it on my YouTube because I said that I would. So I have to watch the finale. I'm also getting ready for um, my fashion week assignment and hoping that I get some more fashion week assignments. So I got to do some get ready with me, get ready with me videos and all that jazz. So thank you guys for listening. I will be back when I'm back. <laughs> be sure to follow along with me on my TikTok, on my Instagram, on my YouTube. Um, I'm out you, not Carrie Bradshaw on all of the things. I will put um, links in the episode description. Um, also so that you guys can check out the podcast that I mentioned, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe, rate, review, send me money, join my Patreon. And I will talk to you guys later. Ta-ta, my loves. You're all beautiful and wonderful. Bye.
in some kind of way. I don't even know y'all personally, so you might not be, but I hope you are. Okay, bye.